0: Get started today at trylifeMD.com. That's t r y l i f e m d.com. Hello to everybody tuning in. Most of you are familiar with Celtics like, but. If not, here's a quick rundown. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics, from the latest trade rumor to that other trade rumor, and that's pick, and how exactly Danny Ainge got his free Chipotle for life card. No one knows, honestly. Uh, the pod covers all the same topics our site does, but a little more freely and from a weekly point of view. Best part of it all is we're talking about this from a fan's perspective. We'll cover last week's games and major storylines, as well as look into the week ahead. We'll change things up as the show evolves, so let us know what you want to hear if something comes to mind. Um, but there weren't really any games last week or not too many games. The focus of last week was the all-star game or the all-star spectacle. Um, people seem to be bashing, um, the all-star game a lot more in recent years. Um, some, I, I think I heard this on Center, um, that some people feel like the all-star game is the NBA all-star game is turning into what the NFL Pro Bowl is, which is not a good thing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I'm i pretty impartial to it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the lobs and, you know, the cool dunks and the lack of defense for two quarters. But then after a while, it's just like, it doesn't even really seem like these players want to be here. It's like they're, they got voted in. We're just going to show up kind of, just coast and collect the check at the end of the
1: game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, the game is, the Pro Bowl is exactly what it, what it seems like now, you know? And it's, and, and like you said, like the, the lobs and all that fun stuff, that's cool for like, you know, even two, two and a half quarters of the game, but like they can't ratchet it up a little bit at the end. I mean, they always used to, you know, if we go back like 10 years, I, you know what I think my favorite All-Star game ever was watching? Was Jordan's last yeah. All-Star game when he was with the Wizards. Yeah. And remember he hit that game-winning shot? Well, it was supposed to be a game-winning shot, but then Jermaine O'Neal followed Kobe yeah, yeah, falling yeah. out of bounds or something like that that's on the, the in play. play. That that's, yeah. that's the last time I remember it being, like, super competitive. A, and What was that? 2003? 2004? Yeah, But, I mean, even more recently, the games sometimes have been better. But this one was just, like, they just coasted through it. I don't know. It's just – it's not – some of the fun lobs and the dunks and stuff like that are cool, yeah. but, like, I don't know. Like, um, something worth... we were
0: talking about before the pod, while we started recording, um, was the fact that it seems like the the only thing worth watching um, during All-Star Weekend is the three-point contest.
1: It's yeah. the only thing that's, like, super competitive. I mean, yeah. the dunk contest is cool if you got guys that are going at it. Like, last year when they had... Um, um, Aaron Gordon. Oh, uh, what, what's his face? Aaron Gordon and... Um, Kid of won it um, from Toronto. Ah, um, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. Zach Levine. Yeah, idiot. But yeah, and then I and then Gordon gets eliminated in the first round this year, right? And then it was like they, they gave somebody nines and eights just to make it interesting yeah. at the end. And he didn't even make a dunk. What do you? What do you think, think? What the hell drone is
0: that? Uh, dunk.
1: <laughs> that was pretty cool. That, I mean, it, you know, I it, it was, was interesting. Probably anyway,
0: probably top three lamest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, it was such a stretch. Like, oh my God. I, yeah, yeah. I remember watching the highlights of the dunk contest because I wasn't able to watch it live. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? Like, why is, why is there a drone yeah. on the court? Like it, it was just so dumb. But I, I honestly feel like he went through his entire inventory of dunks last year. And this was pretty much. Yeah. This is, right. Yeah. This that is what he had the, at the bottom uh, of yep. the barrel. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree that the dunk contest can be pretty cool sometimes, especially when you have something like last year where it's like you're there, like kind of biting your fingernails, waiting to see what, what the next dunk is going to be. Um, right. But I do agree that it, the three-point contest is the only thing that has any sort of competitive uh, nature to it
1: it's the only thing they all go all out for, you know, even the skills contest is kind of a joke. I mean, they're, you know, it's, they're not doing anything difficult, you know, passing a ball through a hole and running through the cones and then coming back and making a three pointer. It's not exactly. Uh, I mean, they seem, I,
0: you know? I've never been yeah, on know. an NBA team, <laughs> but they seem like pretty standard drills <laughs> to me. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right.
1: laughs> no um, it. Right? How do you think right. if,
0: if, if it's at all possible, how do you think we make the all-star game or all-star weekend better? Well particularly the All Star Game. We'll forget about the three point contest and the dunk contest for know. now.
1: Yeah, because I mean you can't you can't really make it you can't make it for like the finals home court or something like that. Baseball did that for a while and it kinda made the games competitive, but you can't have basketball guys are gonna get hurt easier. I mean you can't these guys you know, you can't have that on the line when these guys, you know, someone busts their ankle or so tears an ACL in yeah. the all star game, that'd be pretty bad. You know. Um at, at least for the Pro Bowl, which there's nothing really to say about the Pro Bowl, except the fact that since it's after the season, if a guy gets hurt, banged up, they yeah. have the offseason to recover, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is in the middle of the NBA, you know, towards the stretch at the end of the year. I mean, you, you can't have guys getting hurt. That's why they loaf around like they do. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you make well, it. The, the, if I really don't. My idea, <laughs> this it. sort of just came to mind right now, actually, and it'll
0: never happen, but speaking of rest, we all know that um, the narrative before All-Star Game usually comes up every year is how tired players are, you know, the week leading up to the mm. All-Star Game. The games aren't as competitive, uh, lower scoring games, less defense, et cetera, et cetera. So what if the winning conference in the All-Star Game got an extra week off if they won the game?
1: Mm. Oh, that's like, interesting. I don't know uh, how yeah, you that, would, that do would that be schedule the schedule-wise.
0: Which is why it would never yeah. happen. But if you give the players right. the incentive of a full week, full seven days of rest, yeah, something that's big, worth something fighting worth fighting for, for right. vacation, you can do whatever you want. Yeah.
1: You won't be scrutinized. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, do whatever you want, but you have to win the game.
1: Yeah, because the financial incentives aren't, you know, if we're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars. These are the guys that get paid the most mm-hmm. in the league, yeah. at least most of them, you know. Yeah. These guys are making 20 $30,000,000, you know, yeah. a couple hundred thousand dollars to, you know, Worry about getting hurt really? is not really worth it for them. So I don't even know what I don't know what the financial maybe, incentive is. I uh, have no idea. Like a
0: car giveaway also might be an incentive.
1: Sort of like, yeah,
0: a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, like, a, like, like, that, like the sort of like MVP of the Super Bowl always gets a truck or whatever. Maybe right. the, Every mm-hmm. member of the winning conference gets a car. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing these crazy mm-hmm. ideas out there that will never happen. But I, like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like, what would I want? If, if I was playing
1: this extra right, game, right. Or, right? You know, during Extra sure Rest probably athlete. could be beneficial um, for, yeah. for sure. The most exciting thing all star game was the Anthony I mean um, Demarcus oh, Cousins stuff coming out all, all during the game. What a I mean, that the the watch bomb came out like right as the game was like starting yeah. that they were taking offers for him and it was like an avalanche i mean I, I was barely paying attention to the game i was refreshing my phone it Twitter seemed like the a, entire time. like a panic move it seemed like that definitely, like, like, definitely did i mean and it developed so quickly that <laughs> i mean apparently they had been talking to teams for a couple of days but they, it was like they 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 it was like they they sent the news out that they were trying to move him because you know to get offers in yeah. from whoever to was me it give sounded them, like
0: know? the pelicans just called up sacramento and was like all right We'll uh, give you this guy and this guy, and what do you say? Sacramento was like, "All right, sounds good." Yeah, it,
1: yeah. So they, so they were taken. They apparently at the end of the night, Waj uh, said that they took in two offers. Vladek gave um, the uh, the owner was his Vivek, um two offers that he thought were the best two offers. Apparently, they were enamored with Buddy Heald, and they wanted they wanted him yeah. forever anyway. So that was the one he wanted but um interesting afterwards when vladi was talking about the um we had a better deal the two days before which seemed sounded crazy at the time and i couldn't understand why he would say that but apparently it was cousins agents that held up the deal and because they obviously demarcus took a big hit here from financially because he could have signed that mega 210 220 million dollar contract yeah only if he stayed in sacramento and he can't do that now that he's been moved cuz he's not the, you know you have to be the franchise player on a team for 5 years or whatever it is in the new CBA. And um so when when Cousins' agents leaked out that he wasn't going to resign with any team, he wasn't going to sign an extension with any team this summer. I think that's when the price hit the floor like it did, you know. Uh, apparently they had a you know better deal from the Pelicans like on Saturday or or whatever, on Friday, whenever they they worked that out. But um, with his agents leaking that stuff and telling, started telling teams that he's not going to sign a deal because they didn't want him to leave Sacramento because of that forty million, thirty million dollars. This whatever is so crazy to see somebody.
0: Let's let's put all of the stuff that surrounds him to the side, and we'll speak purely on on talent. It's so crazy to see Demarcus mm-hmm. Cousins get traded to New Orleans for what basically seems like Buddy Hield and a and a used deodorant back. Like, it's it's crazy yeah. that this guy with all of the talent mm-hmm. in the world, one of the best top top two big men in the league, gets mm-hmm. this package in return.
1: Yeah, he's got the talent, and, and even now he puts up the numbers to be yeah, like a top nah, five player in the league, you know? And then here here we're talking about, like, Luke, we'll get into Paul George and, and Butler later when we talk about the Celtics deadline, but... Those guys, the packages that they wanted for them compared to him, yeah. and he's got more talent than both of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's more of a game changer to me than they are in terms of what he can do on the floor. Now, maybe his attitude and, you know, that yeah. the other stuff obviously factors in. But that kind of talent, I mean, jeez, he's only yeah. what, 26, 25. Um, and and I, I thought he would be a perfect fit on this Celtics team because he can stretch the floor. He's a monster inside. But I guess – uh, you know, the character issues are a factor, a big factor, obviously. Um, and, I mean, it, it's it's not like the Celtics were the only team not in on him. It seemed there was only yeah. a few teams that were interested in him on uh, on Sunday night. So, um, I, I guess, you know, it's hard to commit. I mean, if they were going to s- sign him to some kind of extension, you're locked well, in with that I guy think for it's, a long it's time. Important to contrast, I think it's
0: important um, to contrast, you know, um, what the you know, what, Kings got for DeMarcus versus what the Pacers were asking for Paul George. they I, right. Some reports were that's saying that they too. were asking for some combination of Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and the Nets pick.
1: Right. They wanted like three, two of the players and the Nets pick at least, you know, like, probably with other first round and stuff mixed in there. Yeah, that, that's nuts. I mean, they're just trying to do a rebuild in one move there, you know? Like, that's <laughs> – I mean, Jalen Brown, he might – you know, he very well could be on that George, um, Paul George level in a couple years, you know? I mean, that's, that might be a stretch yeah. to say, but it's a possibility. And plus, whoever comes out of this draft with that pick, even if it ends up being the third or fourth pick, yeah. is going to be a pretty talented player too, you know? Um, so, I I mean, that, that, was a, that would have been a hard no for me, you know? I, I can't for, imagine anybody that, kind of price. that
0: would say yes.
1: To that trade. I mean that's
0: the, mm-hmm. the Celtics would that, that's that's a bad trade. I don't care if it's Paul George. Yeah. I don't even know if I would say yes for DeMarcus Cousins for that trade. I mean you're 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 mortgaging so much for yeah, one yeah, player. I mean and you're
1: losing I mean you're losing it's essential pieces. And you're losing all your flexibility too because you're going to if you're signing that guy to an extension, you don't really have any other options when it comes to um extending, yeah, and you know, signing Any up trade ages.
0: that includes Marcus Smart, you have to be cognizant of the fact that you're kind of giving away the identity of the team. I mean, in, Damon, in, yeah, in Jay Crowder I love, I love and Marcus Mark. Smart, you take you take one or maybe two of those guys off the team, and the Celtics aren't the same mm-hmm. team. I, no, even with Isaiah Thomas being no, the beast that I mean, he is this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're a thousand percent right because yeah. those guys make up for a lot Isaiah gets a lot of flack for not being a great defender because he's a little guy, but he those guys make up a lot of difference for that. You know, having those guys on ball defenders, I mean, being able to keep their guys in front of them is huge. I mean, and Marcus Smart is just a that guy just makes plays like yeah. just with the steals, just the gritty, yeah the grit, yeah, that grit and grind. You know, it,
0: that's crazy. But we it, should yeah. actually backtrack a little bit um, and talk about the Toronto game uh, that the Celtics lost.
1: Yes. Technically, yeah. it was after the yeah. deadline, but yes. We, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Go ahead. So first game, first game back after the break. Um, they came out. They looked great the first half. Um, yeah, 17 like they at one were about point. to blow them out. Um, yeah. I mean, I was playing cards with some buddies, and I was watching the game. And and then, like, it's just, like, suddenly, you know, realizing the lead's dwindling here. And then, and then I kind of got locked in in the fourth quarter, and I watched the end, like, completely. And, um, man, they just, it was like, for whatever reason, Toronto has a good way of bottling up IT and not only that, but keeping him from getting the ball to other people too, you know? They were, they were throwing three guys at him sometimes. Um,
0: Oh man, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, um, I think it's kind of frustrating to see them lose to Toronto again. Um, because, you know, obviously they're in the same division, um, and the Celtics go through. We've had this conversation so many times before. I'm, I'm honestly almost kind of tired of talking about it. That the, these these ebbs and flows that the Celtics go through, where they look like world beaters on some nights, and then on other nights they look like they're world beaters, but then at the end of the game they kind of fall apart. Like I said, like it looked like they were about to blow yeah. Toronto out, but then things start to fall apart. Um And you hop, you have DeRozan going for 43 points. I mean. I, I, to me, it doesn't matter if DeRozan scores forty three and the Celtics win. I mean, one usually one guy can't beat an entire team. Usually, sometimes it does happen, um, mm-hmm. but it's just so it's so frustrating to to see them allow DeRozan to score forty three and also lose the game. Um, yeah. Right. So, I I don't I don't know what it comes down to. Uh, uh, P.J. Tucker had a Pretty good impact on the game. Pretty big impact on the game. Um, that's somebody that the Celtics were reported to be uh, targeting, but obviously didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serge Ibaka had a positive influence on the game. Uh, Fifteen points, seven rebounds. Um, but it's just like it's so. Uh, what's what also is frustrating about this? Like I just mentioned, these two players is that these were two players that were linked. Serge Ibaka not so much, but PJ Tucker for sure that were linked to the Celtics at one point or another, mm-hmm. and. Are the, the team that we have the most trouble against, it seems, in the Eastern Conference outside of Cleveland is Toronto. And to see Toronto pick up these two players mm-hmm. is just like, oh my
1: mm-hmm. God. And then and we stood pat, you know. I mean, I, I I'm fine with we didn't make a huge deal. That's fine. I understand that. That they were weren't gonna overpay for Butler or Paul George and like killing the whole identity of the team when you're the second seed of the East doesn't make a ton of sense. But like there were so many guys available. We have all these, this plethora of draft picks, first rounders, late first rounders, you know, for the next couple of years, we got that Memphis pick, our own pick next year. Um, Second round, we have the T-Wolves second rounder this year. That's going to, you know, be the t- near the top of the second round. And we couldn't go and get any of these guys. Like that blows my mind. I, I don't understand. I understand we got a full roster, but you know, there's, you know, we could, there's guys that aren't playing at the back end of the roster and we could have got guys that. No, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, it was pretty frustrating to, and I guess we can kind of transition into this now. Um, it was frustrating to see the Celtics do absolutely nothing. Like we all know that mm-hmm. the the general consensus is that if if the Celtics were to, were were going to make a trade, this was the best time to do it. They had all these assets, mm-hmm. the net, the you know the Nets pick the next two years their own picks they have all these good players or solid uh, rotation players with really good contracts um but they couldn't get anybody no like I no. don't care if they didn't trade for for Butler I don't care if they didn't trade for Paul George um Nerlands Noel etc that's fine be, be, a lot of these players and even bigger players are going to be available this coming summer if not next summer so that that's fine by me, but to mm-hmm. not do anything at all and see everybody around us make these pretty significant moves for for bags of popcorn like it's it's yeah it's
1: infuriating I mean we are like last or maybe second to last like now that. in rebounding in the nBA you know. And 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 I understand that some of that comes from Steven's system. He wants the guys to get back on defense. So we don't get a ton of offensive rebounds because we're not trying to. You know, he'd rather have the guys set and play defense. But like last year, we were like ranked like sixth in the NBA in rebounding. You know, it, it, yeah, we that was a, lost Cullender, obviously, big, big hit yeah. there. Sure, and and, um, and 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 fine, but at the same time, like to fall to last in the league. I mean, we're that bad? And you don't address it? I I, I think that's crazy. You know, it's, that's going to murder us in the playoffs when the game slows down and, you know, wh- yeah, we run up and down the floor now launching three-pointers and they've had some success doing that. But that, you know, playoffs is a totally different, the game slows down. It's, it, you know, I, I just think teams are going to manhandle us if, if they don't add some, you know, somebody in there and then, and they still have the opportunity to do that with a few guys that are. It makes know, me wonder if
0: um, Danny Ainge is kind of just conceding defeat this, this season.
1: Yeah. It almost seems like he's just gearing up for the, the, the off season, you know, like, oh, we'll I mean, you, make our big that's moves a good in the move? off season headed the next year. I, I mean, I don't mind the fact that they're planning for the future. Right. But I mean, you can't tell me that we couldn't like, it sends a message when you add a guy to a team, like we, we think you guys have a chance to do this. So we're going to go get you some help where you need it. And rebounding and is someone in the paint, you know, and when you don't do that, I don't understand, like, the, the logic behind that. You know, it's like, up oh, we're just going to stand pat. It, sure, the roster's full, but are we really going to be dead if we cut Demetrius Jackson or Jordan Mickey, the guys that we haven't played? You know, I mean, th- maybe they're both promising young players, but what what's the point if they're not going to play anyways? We have all these guys no, overseas present coming next year. Yeah, and we've got more draft picks coming in, and what are we going to do with all these no. guys? You can't possibly keep them all. That's why it doesn't make sense that they didn't trade one of them, package one with a second round pick and go get somebody, you know? Well, or you first need to round start something that thinks a better player
0: um, with some of these some of these assets because sort of like what you said, it, we it's going to be we're going to be in a position soon enough this, this summer um, where we just had so mm-hmm. much on the table in terms of players, picks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And obviously you can't mm-hmm. keep them all. Um, so what do you do? You right. you need to you need to let loose. You need to cut, cut somebody, trade somebody, whatever. Um, yeah. But I, it, it just it's crazy to think that. Well, what we think is that Danny Ainge is going to try to just tackle all of this, this coming off season.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing one thing he has in his favor is a lot of these guys yeah. that we have are on expiring deals, right? So yeah. we got yeah, no, Amir, sure. um, James James Young, Jerebko. I don't know about Jackson if he has a multi-year deal or not, but Tyler Zeller. So that's four that's bodies of right money there too. That you got gone, twelve right? with a like five with a right, big, yeah, right. And uh, Zeller, Zeller makes like a million, I with think. Those four guys. Um, Easily, yeah, exactly. So, so you 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 clear that. That's four roster spots that open up right there. I don't know about Jackson, so I'm not gonna say. So we'll say those four anyways. So then you you've got Zizek, By all reports, is coming yeah. over to he the NBA to. next year. Probably. Yeah. Um, they're talking about Yabusele coming, but playing in the D league next year. Um, and keeping Nader in the D league as well. So wasn't he, um, okay. He was hurt for a little while, but he's back now. I mean, he, he probably would have been, he's, he was in the all-star game, the D league all-star game the other day, but he was, I mean, he probably would have been up for MVP. He's probably like fifth or fourth in the, in the D league now, but he missed a couple of weeks, I think with, uh, some One thing I
0: wanted to just throw in element, here really quickly so. is I saw this story. I, I didn't click on it, but I saw this headline that some NBA executives think that if Zizek would have been would have declared for the draft this year, that he would have been a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and that. this is this that. is a guy that nice. we have
1: stashed overseas.
0: Yeah,
1: that's awesome. You know. Oh, also another guy inspiring this year, Joe Green too. So maybe they do have plenty of room for these guys, but are those players going to step into the roles that these guys are playing? Like, who's going to be our starting And the problem bowling? with that also you know? is you have five players... Well, five, what seems like five players out the door. You need to replace that. Yeah. Oh, did I even say Olenek? Olenek, too. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen I with him, but he's expiring this he's, year, too. Well, I didn't think so earlier yeah, this year, yeah. but he's been playing pretty damn well. So I, I think if the price is right, they certainly... Will try. I mean, he's he's been he's been solid, but I mean, is he a, he's a tricky power guy? Because year? I don't know. like like you just he's, said earlier in the year, you didn't know if he if he was worth. Yeah, and granted, he was coming off injury too. So I mean, I mean he's aggressive, just a start, like he but, should be um, every single night, he's he's right. a legitimate threat to to be a yeah. starter on a team. I, mm-hmm. I think like six, and when he's he's been giving us like sixteen and seven, like the for like the past month. Off the bench, you know, playing like, you yeah. know, under 20 minutes a game. So he, a lot of times, you know, he's doing it, he's doing it right, right. now. So, I, I mean, he, he, yeah, right. Um, um, yeah, so, but... uh, let's just get into
0: some of these bigger trades really quickly. Um, Nerland's Noel uh, to Dallas, uh, that's a pretty big move. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is obviously setting up for the future, um, right now. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, Taj Gibson. And McDermott to Oklahoma City. I think that's also a good move for the future. I mean, they already have Russell Westbrook
1: I, locked in. I, I think that's a, a I think that's a great deal for them. They're they're already a playoff team, right? So Gibson yeah. adds them a little toughness inside, and and McDermott is a guy that he spreads the floor a little bit, and he's a young kid. He's got some room to grow too. You know, um, I think he was the tenth or eleventh pick just a couple years ago in the draft. So, um, and they gave up Cameron Payne, who looked like a promising young kid, but Chicago, you know, is looking for a guy like that. So I mean I think that that yeah, works out it for both been sides. Nice to I guess. Tosh
0: Gibson yeah. on the Celtics though. I mean, you you match good. him. Oh, so I would have put him loved alongside Jake Tosh, Crowder yeah. and Marcus Smart. And I don't know how a team scores against. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's a good offensive rebounder like I'm from,
1: what I'm remembering. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, when they were when they were talking that that big deal for um, Mellow the the three team trade with Mellow to uh, what was it Mellow to the clippers and blake griffin to the celtics whatever that craziness that yep. someone brought up from the ringer kevin o'connor but i was like well can we somehow get <laughs> tosh gibson in that deal yeah. too like, like that guy's awesome i was i was really hoping that we were going to work out a three-team deal with philly and chicago for us to get tosh gibson you know okafor going to chicago because apparently they were enamored with him and then us sending like terry rogier and whatever yeah, yeah. or something like that yeah um to uh philly or chicago or yeah to philly right but uh, yeah it, make, it, it really happen. does make me sad that Tom gibson is
0: elsewhere um but no. i guess whatever um pj tucker like we spoke about him earlier and sir devaco went to toronto that's a pretty bad mm-hmm. uh loss the celtics and uh, yeah
1: yeah With 10 rebounds I against mean, us yes. um, <laughs> yeah, like though that's not, not saying really saying <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I, probably, I think
0: you, you could get ten rebounds. I probably could. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a bad move,
1: um, or it puts the Celtics in a in a weird position. <laughs> it just yeah, yeah, it, it toughens them up. You know that that him yeah. and Ibaka. You know, I mean, it's like these other teams that we've been playing better than recently, aside from maybe Washington, who's been playing just about as good as the Celtics were. You know, if not better, going into the break. Um, but they, yeah. these teams all got better, you know. And Washington got better with Bogdanovich; you know? he's a good three-point shooter, right? And I, we keep hearing, you know, that Avery Bradley coming back is going to be a big boost, and sure it is. But him coming back also is going to take minutes away from the other guys that have been playing good too. So it's not like you know, it's not an addition in an area of need necessarily. As as much as I like Avery, and like you know, he's going to be him coming back takes away minutes from Marcus Smart, takes away minutes from Jalen Brown. So, you know, those guys have been playing really well. So yeah. is it really that um, big of an Who addition? do you think had
0: – we'll focus on two teams right now. Who do you think had the better uh, trade deadline, um, New Orleans or Toronto?
1: I, I mean, if, we're, if we yeah. include the Ibaka deal as well, I, I would say Toronto did a great yeah. job of rounding out their team. You know, they've got a tough team. Um, I, they, they were good before, but fully healthy. with the, They didn't even have yeah. Kyle Lowry on Friday night, you know. Um, they, they, I think they did really well. And I mean, I, I think the, the Pelicans made out, they, they made out good. I mean, they stole cousins for, you know, a first round pick and, yeah, exactly. and buddy healed. You know, I, I was, I was never really sold on buddy healed. I know everyone wanted him to come to the Celtics last year. I I like Jamal uh Murray better than I liked buddy healed, but, um, uh, I I don't know. I I just don't. I don't. I don't. He doesn't seem like a building block that you're gonna build your team around. I mean, he's a good player. He'd probably end up being a solid NBA starter shooter. You know, but I don't know that he's gonna yeah. be some kind of cornerstone player. You
0: know,
1: but it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the Pelicans, because so far they haven't looked that great with Cousins in the lineup and um, Anthony Davis. I mean, it's kind of going old school yeah. with the two big guys like that. Um, I thought that maybe that would make them a tough matchup for like a golden state because they'd be so much bigger than them and be able to just grind them out inside if they end up getting that eight seed. But so far, you know, hasn't necessarily looked as good as it you the, know, the sounds. On though, the the,
0: problem, though, the is- only thing that you um, took DeMarcus Cousins out of in Sacramento was a culture of losing in New mm-hmm. Orleans. It's not like they're they they're this horrible team, you know. Right. I mean, they they no, were a good they, team for exactly. a long time with Chris but Paul there. Yeah. Outside of this, like culture of just kind of coasting through the season and getting what you get out of it, you're kind of putting Demarcus Cousins in the same position he was in in Sacramento. The team still kind of sucks this year. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis yeah. is great. Yeah. Like we all know that he's this immense talent, and he's so young. So. I mean, his best years are still to come, but you took you took mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins out of Sacramento and you put him back in Sacramento, in, in a way. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, wonder right. if, you know, all this talk of him being so frustrated there and, you know, this losing culture, if it changes his attitude at all. especially yeah. now that he can't sign this yeah. mega extension. So he lost a lot of money in the process. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. take him out of yeah, Sacramento, yeah, so that's did. a losing team. <laughs> And you put him in New Orleans, it's also a losing team, and you also take away his ability to make two hundred million dollar plus dollars over the course of four or five years. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens you know if they if they start winning games, maybe next year uh they'll you know during the off season they'll pick up some more pieces, whatever um we'll see, but for right now I'm thinking the same thing is going to happen again.
1: Yeah, I mean, aside from they, – no. they don't really have any playmakers um, besides yeah. Drew Holiday, who's been playing really well. Um, but, like, aside from that, they don't have anybody else. I don't know. You just dump it into the big guys every single I time. I don't does. know how that works, but – I mean, you have the problem <laughs> not this, not this that Philly maybe. has or hat. Right. And, right.
0: Yeah. Plethora of um, big guys. But, yeah, I'm sure you have all noticed that uh, we've been talking about all the moves that everybody else has made. Um, but we haven't really talked about the Celtics because, like you all know, and like we said a few times, the Celtics didn't make any moves. Um, but there are some candidates um, arising that we can uh, pick up after they're brought out. Um, Andrew Bogut is the big name. Um, we got Terrence Jones. Uh, Terrence Jarrett Jones. Selinger.
1: Uh, and Omri Caspi, yeah, and who just Mike got Scott. bought out yesterday. And Mike Scott, yep. Um, and then there's always the uh, Larry Sanders has been lurking around <sighs> to trying to cling on with some team, and he probably will at some point, but I'm not sure I'd be sold on a guy that hasn't played in two years. I think I think most teams are going to take a pass on
0: him and maybe uh, pick him up during
1: the offseason. Yeah, or I was thinking, why not a team that's not really in it or a borderline playoff team, like a team that's not contending, that can offer him some time to play. You know, like why doesn't one of those NBA like bottom feeders pick him up? And and you know, obviously he probably wants to play for a contender. But if he doesn't get an offer, wouldn't it be better for him yeah, to and play on a team to play like twenty minutes? You know? Yeah, yeah, because then he could go and he could sign a one year deal at veterans minimum, even you know, and just play out the season. And be like, oh look, this kid can still play, He's, and then sign wherever I, he wants in the office. I would and, be fine you know? with just giving him a ten day
0: contract. I don't. I'm not too. Uh, keen on um, contract terminology and how what you know the inner workings of these mm-hmm. things. But you give him a 10 day contract, you see if he's still capable of playing NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. and if he and if he does well, you know sign him for the rest of the season or, or give him another 10 day contract, whatever. Um, but throwing a one year deal mm-hmm. at him seems a little a little reckless for a guy that hasn't been in the league for a few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think somebody's yeah. going to do it, I would imagine. And I mean, but they have to do it. If it's a playoff yeah. team, they have to do it before March 1st because, um, you know, To the, but he's worked out for the Celtics. We know he's worked out for Cleveland. I'm sure he's worked out for other teams, but those are the only two that I know offhand. Um, he worked out for Cleveland this week. Um, so, I mean, there's some interest in him, and I get that, but apparently the Celtics weren't blown away with no. his workout a few weeks ago anyways. And, I mean, I, I think that's probably... You know, why you haven't heard, we haven't heard anything else about him to Boston because, you know, they probably didn't deem him worthy. I mean, you're probably better off throwing Jordan Mickey in the game yeah, than exactly. putting a guy that hasn't played in two years, you know, in my eyes. But yeah, he's, he's it's an interesting one. He's
0: probably the guy that Celtics fans seem to want the most because he, he fixes our or addresses one of our glaring issues of mm-hmm. rebounding. Um, mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think he's a perfect fit. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it obviously his injury concerns, but if you're signing a guy, you know, I mean, th- he was healthy in the playoffs the last two years for Golden State yeah. and played a huge role both times. Um, he last year in the playoffs, he blocked three and a half shots a game for the for the uh, <laughs> for, for the nice. Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. That's yeah, insane. that's crazy. That is insane. So I'll take God roll the dice on the injury. I know everyone was killing me the other day because I wrote about him saying that he's injury prone, and yes, he is, but. And that's worth the shot, you know. It doesn't have to play much in the season, but you could really no, turn absolutely. him up in the, in the postseason. I mean, what do you, what do you have to lose? Um, yeah, and and so we have we have an interesting situation because obviously, apparently, there's a loophole where he can sign with the Warriors. It's some CBA loophole that yeah. they could sign him if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, the Cavs could sign him, but only for the veterans minimum. We can offer him a two and a half million exception, so we can outbid them. But maybe he wants a better shot at chasing a title who knows you know um, but the rockets and the jazz are both under the cap so they can offer more than we can so those are the only two other contenders you know contending teams whatever that are in the you know top 4 of their um, conference that, that but he can did say that he wanted to we play a major role on the team Yes, then that's yeah, and I think that we could offer him that. I don't, I don't really know Utah. I think we could too. Starting Um, a starting spot, he he, that may very well be. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's that would be, you know, and even if he wasn't starting, I imagine he'd be playing twenty plus minutes a game. Fall into a
0: situation that is ideal for him. I mean, the Celtics
1: are contenders. Mm -hmm. I mean, some dominoes have to fall for them to end up in the finals, but right. But there's a good shot that we could make the Eastern Conference Finals if we can figure out a way to rebound the ball and no, yeah, go a sure. long way to helping um, us there. <laughs> so I, I think the prime candidate that the Celtics should target is obviously Andrew Bogut. Um, I, I, I think he's. I, my, yeah, I, I, I think he's I, my. See, my personal favorite is Terrence Jones, and for this reason, because he helps. He's he's he can shoot from the outside. He's a very good rebounder. He's a young kid. He's only like twenty five. And he would be a prime candidate for one of those Danny Ainge below market value, multiple year yeah. contracts at the end of the year where we could probably get him because he hasn't, you know, he he had a kind of a rough year this year in um, New Orleans. He got, he asked to be released because he knew he wasn't going to be playing with Demarcus there. So, um, and they, they, they waived him, but he would like. I, I just feel like he's a guy that we could lock up long term, maybe, and get yeah, like a three year value or ten million dollar deal me. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Where you know how Danny Danny yeah, operates you know, well in sure. that realm.
0: Um, yeah, so I, those are those are two guys that we should definitely keep our eyes on. And then there's our old no, pal not let's let's, a, let's, exactly. <laughs> let's absolutely not look. But, <laughs> but this is one thing that I'll say. I appreciate everything that he did. I think that he was scrutinized way too much, the whole weight thing. I, I think it was very overblown. People people gave him they were way too hard on him. Um wait I don't I don't, oh, I don't agree sure. with ninety-nine percent of the things that were said about him. Really tough guy, great rebounder, but the reason I don't want him back on the Celtics is basically kinda to save him from himself. Because what's gonna happen is that mm-hmm. let's say they, they sign him whatever. He's going to come have a good game, his first game back, let's say seven rebounds, eight points, something like that. Then the next game, he's going to do a very sully thing and get two rebounds and one point. And (laughs) everybody's going to pile
1: on him. And you'll Mm -hmm. see a downward spiral for the rest of the season. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think he's a uh I don't think he's going to be in a deep addition, but I, I the, the only reason it, it was intriguing, obviously sure. he shows up the rebounding a little bit and he knows the system, so he could probably slide back in rather seamlessly, but yeah. I just I, I feel, feel him doing
0: that. I feel awful for him. And and the injury
1: injury concerns. He only, he only yeah. played 11 games this year and yeah. Toronto I, I I feel <laughs> awful for him
0: cuz he's such a capable player. Like you yeah, know he can you know he can
1: show up. Yeah. Yep. He'll be back, though, next year. He'll sign a deal. He's he's not going to get paid, that's for sure. But if he signs another one-year deal, hopefully with a team that he can get some run, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy because, I mean, he's a good – he can be a good NBA player. He just needs to – I don't know, a little more work ethic maybe off the court, too. Um, (laughs) Anybody
0: else? I I think that covers – I
1: mike scott got released too i mean i don't see him being a huge impact yeah, yeah. Caspi's interesting because he can shoot but he's not quite the rebounder the other guys are in the presence in the paint so um i think i think, yeah, I think and Jones the those two guys were yeah, i think we're in a position to, yeah even one yeah. of them one of them that's fine i mean if we have to release somebody jackson mickey i, I really don't care although mickey signed for like another two years after this one i think that They're kind of doing the long plan with him, you know, so I don't think he's going anywhere. It would probably be Jackson on the way out.
0: Um, I think that's um, everybody.
1: uh, Everybody. Roy Haber Uh, went to Denver for
0: a heavily protected Mm second-round pick. Uh, Heavily protected second-round pick. I I, I feel like it was just a few years ago where we saw him on the Pacers going against Miami, and it was, like, this this huge battle. Like, he was such a great big man, and now – like I said, they're they're trading him for nothing—a heavily protected mm-hmm. second-round pick. Like you might as well just trade him for cash considerations. Um, yeah, right. don't, I don't, know what happened. Crazy. Um, he's a big guy, but a big guy, it, it but seems it's... like yeah, big game is guys and that <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no three-point shooting. a guy. You know, just kind of a big body in the middle, like you. You're. It's like a dying breed in the NBA. I hate to sound like that guy, but it's 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 exactly what the NBA is going towards. You need to be a. If you're a big guy, you need to be able to go past the three point line and knock down a few threes a game. If you're just a Shaquille O'Neal post up type, you're you're going to be in and out very quickly. Um, which is kind of sad to see, but people seem to like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see, and you know, the game changes. Maybe we'll see a return of the big guys eventually. But it seems like most of the guys coming out of college are smaller, yeah. more athletic, and better shooters. Um,
0: did you see um, the Isaiah Thomas finger guns thing? I,
1: I, did, I, I did. I actually just wrote about that this morning. So the NBA oh, no, they is said actually investigated. Basically, this. let it go. Yeah, I know, but but they but they they have not Yeah, so apparently it's you know like. Uh, um, it has to be deemed menacing or, or whatever, um, yeah. you know, for it to be um, deemed. And, and what they they did uh, – remember they fined um, Dwayne Wade yeah, yeah, for the throat did. slash earlier this year. And then um, last year, Gerald Green got fined for shooting guns off after making a big shot oh, in the cool. preseason game, nonetheless. But – and he wasn't <laughs> even directing them at anybody. And they, they fined him for it, which is bananas, but whatever. Um so it looks like you know. I mean, he jumped up, pointed at him with his finger like that. It really he didn't, didn't look as sinister as, as, no. as it should have even been discussed. But I mean, you know, whatever. Gun violence. It's, no, um, I don't take it like well, yeah,
0: like, like we know, said, it, it, the NBA is gonna.
1: And he's got no, no. prior records, you know. So we're, we're not dealing no, with somebody that's that had issues in the, before. So you know, playoffs
0: last year with um, what's his name on the Hawks, the point guard. Uh, oh um, no, but no, no, Bay- yeah, right. um, the, the the big elbow. Yeah, no more a it was um, Yeah, outside of that. And that was, uh, yeah, yeah, and that was an elbow Isaiah Thomas probably. has been pretty yeah. Pretty, pretty Yeah. Pretty, yeah. yeah. A sterling rap sheet. <laughs> Um did you see or did you hear I it, it's funny because I was watching this um game and I, I thought I heard something and I'm like, who was he talking to? And I was like, wait, oh, he must be talking to Paul Pierce because he was <laughs> he was, he was yeah, Draymond Green. Oh, about about Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was like, Oh, they they don't love you like that. You ain't Kobe. Um, you're not gonna get a, fel- yeah, yeah. a, a farewell tour or whatever. <laughs>
1: and I was like, Wait, oh my god, he's like he's getting at Paul Pierce right now. He's getting at Paul Pierce right now. maybe they don't love him like that in LA, but they no, certainly love sure. him like that in Boston. I mean, that the that reaction when he came back a couple of weeks ago was yeah, pretty genuine. genuine if you ask me. Yeah, he he <laughs> really oh gets to god. me man. Oh my god. He's, and it, how many times, oh and it, how many times are you going to kick somebody in yeah, the Yeah, he boss? did it in that like, game what too. Is wrong with that guy. <laughs> I know he did and, and, and out it's out funny because mind, he tries to defend
0: dude. it and he says that it's like a normal it's a normal motion for him or or whatever whatever his bogus justification was. He said that it's just like a basketball move or some garbage like
1: that. Nobody believes you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God! I I really really hope that the Pelicans can figure it out with those two big monsters, so that he has to guard those two guys in the playoffs in the first round. Getting mugged like, by them. He he strikes me as a Kevin Garnett type that actually
0: that nobody actually likes. Like you always hear that, like likes- right right. Like nobody yeah, like playing they against. All, they Garnett, were, They but, would always say you know, like, like, you know, Kevin Garnett is is the type of guy you hate playing against. But if he was on your team, you would love him. Like that type of guy. Draymond Green, right. Pricey is the type of guy that yeah. I don't want I'm him on, on my team, and I don't guy. want to play against him either. <laughs> well, he's a good player.
1: I mean, don't get sure, me wrong. I'd probably take I'm him not, on the Celtics, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're right though. It's it's. So, I mean, when you're kicking people, your legs flailing around. Yeah. I mean, how many times is that going to happen? You know, that's insane. It's,
0: it's so frustrating. I, I feel like what the NBA needs to do is that next time Draymond Green even, you know, kicks his leg up, fine him like $100,000 every single time. Yeah, seriously. Every because he's obviously crazy. It. Um. And last thing before we get into the upcoming games, uh, the emojis. The emoji war. Uh, <laughs> the eyeballs. No, the and eyeballs.
1: eyeballs. Oh, oh, the clock. And, uh... and then Isaiah tried to play it off the next day. Like, he was just, well, was watching yeah, a movie. I and I was it. just not a big, yeah, right. He, he totally did oh, that on purpose. He was. he was trolling
0: everybody. The, my, the funniest one was the, <laughs> the meme that, uh, they uh, put a picture of uh, Paul George's uh, sneaker logo. <laughs> they, turned yeah, it, they
1: turned it sideways.
0: <laughs> got a little and
1: conspiracy it, theory here. Like, like, like that's what he meant to do. And you know that that is not at all what he meant to do, but people just yeah, there ran with really, that. That really was hilarious. plenty things out there. Yeah, Larry Sanders got in on it.
0: Yeah, Larry Sanders got in
1: on it. Yeah. Uh, Andre Drummond sent the googly eyes back. And then he took all his Pistons uh, stuff off of his uh, yeah. um, account. And then they're asking nobody, he's like, I'm a grown man, I can do whatever I yeah. want to do. I thought that was pretty funny. Um I wonder I wonder if they were shopping him and he found out about it, you know, and then that's why he I mean, got who this knows. Thing. But clearly they didn't they didn't trade him, but yeah, I mean we will ever top to, uh, the
0: DeAndre uh, Jordan debacle. Uh, DeAndre Jordan
1: That was oh, crazy God, What a mess, picture yeah. of the
0: of the door <laughs> and, and then the rocket ship mm-hmm. that Paul Pierce the picture of the rocket ship that Paul Pierce speeded out. Wow. And the train and the boat, oh. and oh my god, what a that was that was such a funny day! That was that was pretty funny. Well, no, I don't think Mark Cuban thought it was, he very was funny, but he
1: was so <laughs> mad,
0: <laughs> he was so mad. But oh, it, it was one of the more memorable days in the NBA, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, well, it was kind of shifty because by him, them saying that they were going to commit that money to him, they yeah. were out on all the other free agents. So while they they're not chasing other guys with that money, and they got screwed because they had to just get whoever was left over. Yeah, and that, that was really really shady on the NBA's part and the and
0: the Clippers part really because they have, they had as much to, obviously yeah, as much yeah. to do with this as, as yeah.
1: I mean you can't blame them for trying though. It, that's on him. I mean, should you know?
0: cer- I mean I know we're talking about something that happened a long time ago, but shouldn't there be a certain yeah. level of like yeah? Shouldn't there be a certain level of respect amongst organizations? Yeah, I mean like, yeah, I mean hey you're pursuing this guy and. Like he's already like kind of verbally agreed to sign with you. Like we won't, yeah, we won't touch that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But whatever. Right. Anyway, so we got some games coming up this this week. All star break is obviously over. Um, we got Detroit, Atlanta, Cleveland, and Los Angeles, the Lakers. Um, I see the Celtics uh, coming out this week. Let's say three and. Every time I say three and one, they don't go three and one. I'm gonna say two and two. Yeah, they're gonna win they're gonna be <laughs> two two. Detroit and Los Angeles and lose back to back against Atlanta and Cleveland.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason we played Detroit pretty well. Um, even though they rebound they out rebound us by like twenty every time that we play them. Um Atlanta's yeah, a tough team. game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough game. It's funny when the Lakers are probably the easiest matchup we have all week on Friday. That's how the mighty have fallen. But um, I'm looking forward to that Cleveland game, though. And I'm looking forward to that Atlanta game, too, because those are both oh, potential yeah, sure. playoff matchups. Um, you know, Atlanta's always a good matchup, especially they bounced us last year, so I wouldn't mind seeing that playoff series. Um, I think if we get them at some round in the playoffs, we match up better with them than we do with definitely with Toronto and 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 Washington too. I think. Uh, no, I'd rather play Atlanta. Actually, I'm gonna,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna take back what I just said. South Six are gonna go three and one. That lone loss will three be to. Mm-hmm. No, oh. Cleveland. I think I we're gonna Cleveland? beat Cleveland. I want to, I want to be the optimist. You know,
1: I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Right, well, I'm looking forward to the game with with Kevin Love out. You know, you know Jr. Smith still out. If what if Avery um, Bradley's back? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, Bradley could be back. That'd be huge. And um, but uh, they might have Cleveland might have Deron um, Williams by then can, too. Can so we talk about would, that for like thirty seconds? I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he,
0: he hasn't. Yeah, and then, and and then he going out to Cleveland. It's, going like, the, it's no better than him saying, "I'm going to go to Golden State." I mean. Obviously, yeah, people are sure. going to disagree with me. Like you know, he can do whatever he wants. He's a little older. He's like way past his prime. Um, but I don't know. I don't like the whole everybody fleeing to Cleveland and Golden State thing. Cleveland more so than Golden State. But I don't. I don't like it. Um, but I, I just I wanted to get that in there. But anyway, um, yeah, Cleveland might have Jerome uh, Williams in the game. Um, so we'll see. That 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 might be a that's obviously a tough matchup, but um, we'll see. I, I don't know that the Celtics are pretty unpredictable sometimes, um, so if, if they do what they did against Toronto, obviously Cleveland has the potential to, and, and the talent to blow the Celtics out of the water, um, but we'll see. I'll, I'll say three and one, and we'll we'll say that they'll lose that Cleveland game. But I'd be I mean, I'd be but, very happy but, uh, with a win a three. I win against Atlanta
1: it's a, a solid win. Yeah, they Yeah, it's a, they're a good team, you know. They've been playing yeah. so much better since they traded Kyle Connor, yeah, really, really <laughs> right. which makes no That'd sense, be- but
0: Yeah, I, I, I say I say
1: 3-1. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I'd be happy with a 3-1 win, for sure. So, I guess we should just keep an eye out on what
0: happens with these buyouts and hopefully Andrew Voget comes to Boston.
1: Yeah, that's what to keep an eye on. I guess those two guys, yeah, Bogut and Terrence Jones, their their agents are weighing teams' interests, offers. Obviously, like you said, Bogut's looking to play, um, so I I would imagine Jones is too because they're both he's a, they're both going to be free agents at the end of the year, so they're yeah. both looking for their next paycheck. So, um, you know, but I, those are those are the additions. I I mean. I'd I'd be satisfied. We didn't make any moves, we didn't give up anything, and we still got one of those guys. I'd be I'd be thrilled yeah. with that development.
0: We but will definitely see. see. Well guys, um you can check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. Uh we have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store, and you can get tickets to our to the next Celtics game under that heading. Uh now you can find us on iTunes. Stitcher, Block Talk Radio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, so you don't, you don't have any excuses. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to give us that five star rating. Um, if you don't like something, have a suggestion, always make sure to let us know. We're totally receptive to that. Um we're trying to bring you what you know, trying to give you what you guys want to hear. Um so again, if you have any recommendations, suggestions, want us to talk less, want us to talk more, want us to have dogs barking in the background, want us to have cats meowing, whatever you want. We'll try we'll try our best to, to give you guys what you want. So, um cool. you can check us out next week and we'll see we'll see what happens. should be an interesting week though. See you guys.